0: Hey everybody, welcome to Carpe Dime, a podcast about personal finance and everyday life. I'm Dusty Simmons, credit union marketing guru and single mom.
1: And I'm Jamie Davidson, the master of money for Financial Center First Credit Union.
0: We love love. We love our money. And it's close to Valentine's Day, so we thought we'd do something kind of fun and different. And instead of gush at you about how wonderful life can be, (laughs) we're going to flip the holiday on its side and talk about how money can affect your relationships, no matter what stage you're in.
1: Correct. Uh, That's one of those things that we all need to talk about, no matter where we are in that relationship you, you know, you find that person and you got you got the love goggles on and you see all the good about them and you can't wait to be with them. You can't sleep at night. You want to be with them every day. And then reality sort of smacks you in the face because <laughs> smack 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 <laughs> smack. Right. Uh, because w- through these relationships, as they as they progress, things come up. And one of those important things that needs to be discussed is the money.
0: Right. Everybody's true character kind of shines through, right?
1: Right, right. And I think what we're going to talk about today with that is we're going to talk about that money mindset and and people's finances and and goals and a budget and a marriage that can help them be successful. And then after that, maybe we'll see what happens if, uh, if things, things don't work out. Right, as that, we know, that,
0: you know, it happens to about 50% of us. So Right.
1: So we're going to talk about that. So let's start with, though we're in love and we've been dating for a long time. And we have our own separate accounts and we don't really talk about money. The first real conversation that a lot of us happens with money is when.
0: Oh, I think I think when the when the big uh pop the question comes, right?
1: Pop the question comes. You know, it's really funny because it is that. And I've talked to young men, and their first thing that happens to them that sort of knocks them aside is they don't know how much they're supposed to spend on a wedding ring. You know, what <laughs> and, what's and it?
0: men and women have very different ideas different about that. Right? So
1: there's that discussion. And so there's your first. Delving into the money because it's a pretty big, it can be a pretty big. Uh, it
0: can, yeah, it's an it, investment. It's, it's an, an investment, investment it's an expense. in your future.
1: <laughs> it's an expense. Uh, and, and after that, obviously, comes the what? After the ring comes?
0: That fantasy wedding that the, every little girl dreams of, you know, the right?
1: Fantasy wedding. We're all going to be little princesses and we're going to marry our prince and everything's going to be great. And that's a great thing. But that doesn't always happen. Uh, what happens sometimes is this is one of your next times where your first argument happens. Where What's the argument going to be about?
0: The wedding budget.
1: The wedding cost, the cost of the wedding. Uh, I know you were looking up some wedding costs there. What did you find on that?
0: Oh my gosh. So the average wedding these days costs about $26,000. And that's probably, I would say a fairly conservative number. If you're living on the East or West coast, you're, you're probably looking at almost double that.
1: Right. At least right. 26,000. I've got two daughters and the thought that I'm going to have to fork out $26,000 per child, (laughs) $52,000. Woo. I tell you, my anxiety just went up. In the next 10 years, Jamie. Oh, no, no. (laughs) Did did you hear that, dads? You better start saving now. First they get you with the college and next you know it's going to be time to get married. Uh, So, you know, start putting in their ear, elope, elope, go away, elope, we love you. Uh, Or we'll give you a down payment for a house instead of paying for the wedding. I
0: mean, that's a good point. That's enough for a down payment on a house. Wow.
1: Get them set up for success in life, yes? Yeah. Okay. So here we are, we're talking about these relationships and not everybody gets married. A lot of people just have long-term relationships but when you do that, You've got to talk about the money. So I, I think the first step you're going to have in this is this your money mindset. When you have a significant other is that money mindset. What is their money mindset? Are they a spender? Or are they a saver? Uh, as we've talked.
0: When do they want to retire? Like. There's more things than just spender saver, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Spender,
1: saver, retirement thoughts. Mm-hmm. How do you want
0: to live? Where do you want to live? Correct. How many yes. kids do you want to have? <laughs>
1: well, that's another one when you're a man, you're just like, none. And that, that <laughs> discussion comes a little later down the line, right? So uh, you know, you really need to get in your your partner's head and sit down and have that conversation and, and go over those things. What are what is their money mindset? Do they want to save or do they like to spend? And because sometimes before you even get married, you're so far apart on that. It's almost impossible to have a successful marriage.
0: And the love goggles just kind of al- allow you to look past all that when you, it should be something you address.
1: Yeah, lo- love goggles wear out a little bit, right? They, they get a little tarnish on them and you, they don't see through with this way you used to. I
0: picture like googly eyes coming right, out. Right.
1: So you, you need to sit down and you have to have that conversation about the money mindset. Is okay. what, What's our plan here? Uh, the, the next one is, you know, you really want to sit down and disclose finances. When we're talking about disclosing finances, we're talking about, okay, are we going to have a joint account? Or are we both going to separate accounts and then have one joint where we, we take the bills out of the other one is
0: we all come with our own past right we right. all come with our own debt whether that be credit card or college loans or you know alimony that you're paying to somebody else or child support so you know those are things we probably don't talk about on early in a relationship yeah
1: hi how you been hey so yeah. you, you pay child support how much is it a month right that's <laughs> right. the one we don't have How much or,
0: discretionary income do you have
1: right so it's really about sitting down and realizing that because that can put a big burden on it if i'm the person that went to college and has no debt and then i marry somebody and they have a lot of college debt that can make me resentful right it can make yeah. me resentful or are them resentful that vice versa you really have to have that discussion and figure out how you're going to knock that out hey if we're both bringing debt are we going to put it all into one pile and we're going to pay it down together or are you going are we going to have separate accounts yeah and you're going to pay down your debt i'm going to pay down my debt that that discussion it's not an easy discussion. No,
0: but having it early keeps you from having a lot of, of stress or uh, arguments later on in the relationship.
1: Correct. And that's the way to start. Nobody wants to talk about debt, but you've got to start. And the sooner you do it, the better off you are. The other one is financial goals. Hey, do we want to buy a house? Mm-hmm. Do we want to live in a, an apartment?
0: Downtown, yeah. We're, you know,
1: Like you said, do you want kids? Right. How many vacations a year are we going to go on? Mm-hmm. That sort of things. Have those conversations. When do we want to retire? When you're 24 years old, the idea of talking about when you're going to retire is sort of foreign, right? But when is it when's the best time to do that, Dusty?
0: Retire? <laughs> Tomorrow? Yeah. No. Um, have that conversation? Oh yeah, obviously before you you just want to make sure you are on the same page. Yeah,
1: sooner mm-hmm. the better. Really setting up those <laughs> life expectations of where we're going through our life. And you know, when you're when you're young and you're early in that relationship, it's so hard. It seems so hard to have that conversation so foreign because it seems so far away, but it's really important that you're sitting down and you're lining up. Hey, let's set life goals together because if you're setting them together, it makes it a lot easier Mm -hmm. because if not, that's where that financial stress comes in because one person has an idea of what the future looks like and the other one has an exact opposite. Okay. So we've
0: gotten through the wedding. Mm -hmm. We've agreed on all that great stuff. Now we're in the thick of marriage. 10 years later, you got kids, you got all that stuff going on. What are the biggest things that you see that happen with families and money?
1: I think a lot of times is the overspending because we're we're trying to keep up with our neighborhood with, the you know, keep up with the neighbor, the Joneses. Or
0: you're getting back into those old habits that you maybe agreed upon that we're going to do this thing together. And then all of a sudden life gets in the way and you start getting back into old habits right. and you start spending or saving the way that you used to. And you're not having that conversation anymore. Right.
1: And, it, and it's key to have that conversation. And when that happens... A lot of times the conversation doesn't happen. What happens is an argument happens. Right. And it's really about trying to remove the emotions and sit down and say, let's have a conversation, which sounds easy. But as we know, the reason why divorce happens a lot is because of the finances and it. It's not an easy conversation to have.
0: Yeah, 22% of marriages end in divorce because of money differences. Yeah, that's staggering. Yeah, when you think about half half the people get divorced and 22% of them, it's because they can't agree on money. It's a big issue.
1: We say this in every podcast, and I hate to say it, but it's the B word. It goes back to the B word, sitting down and doing a budget together and taking that time to work things out. For some reason, it's the last thing we put on our list,
0: you know, as, as life goes on and you got, you know, you're, you're working and your kids are in, in things and everything life gets in the way, life gets in the way right. of relationships. And of course, money,
1: uh, always money. Yeah. It's always, always money. If we could just uh, take care of that, right? The idea is if we had all the money in the world, we'd be fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Then, but we know that's not the truth. That's it's right. Like,
0: I mean, the more money we make, it seems the more more money problems we have. So um, I, I think, I think it's the I, opposite. I think-, I think the simpler when you were young, and it's just the two of you, it's it's a little bit easier than when... I think you... there was
1: a rapper that said that, more money, more problems. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about some of these things that might actually end up ending that relationship.
0: Money issues that lead to divorce? Yeah,
1: or financial secrets possibly, oh, right? Yeah.
0: You're going to give us, though, the, the top financial secrets that lead to divorce, though, right? Right. Two or three?
1: Yes. Uh, number one is overspending. Overspending. And, uh, and hiding it.
0: Like, so I bought that pair of boots and I put them in the closet hoping you'd never see them?
1: Yeah, it's, it's the <laughs> pair of boots that comes out and you go, are those new boots? Oh, no, no, oh, I've no, had these. I've had these. Just because they've been sitting in the closet for three months doesn't mean right they're not new boots. Just because you didn't wear them, obviously they were new boots right. three months ago.
0: Or, you know, even worse, you, you know, you put the new boots on the credit card and then you hide the credit card statement yeah. hoping someone's not going to well, see that.
1: And that's number two, hiding debt.
0: Ah. You,
1: you've got the debt, you're creating the debt, and you're hiding it. Mm-hmm. A third one is... What we would call dark accounts.
0: I I learned the hard way what a dark hole account was. (laughs)
1: What's what's a dark hole account?
0: Uh, Yeah. So tidbit, I had a friend who uh, I didn't know that that was something that the husband had. You know, he was keeping money to the side for gambling or, you know, going out or whatever. And I mentioned it to the wife. That you know, oh, he could just you know use money out of the dark hole account, and yeah, caused a big fight, and Mm. I got in trouble.
1: (laughs) You got in trouble for his dark hole account. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. So you know, it's really about hiding that money or and hiding the spending habits and. Acquiring more debt and not talking about yeah. it. So and,
0: and, you know, I mean, going back to that, there's nothing wrong with having your own money, having and agreeing, but agreeing to you got your money, I got my money and we have our money.
1: I speak with many people and for them, that's their answer. And it's a successful answer. They have their own bank accounts. Yeah. And then they might have a joint account that they put in to pay for the monthly bills. And that works very well for them. Some people, the idea seems foreign and they would never do that, but it does work for Mm -hmm. some people. I
0: see a lot of my friends who are in second marriages or just relationships where they're living with somebody and we're, you know, a little more established. And that's absolutely the way they operate because it's comfortable and it it makes sense. Right. Keeps the the stress low.
1: Well, then there's that time when no matter how many times you talk about it and have that conversation and no matter how much you loved each other, now that the love goggles have worn off, Mm -hmm. that eventually sometimes what happens?
0: Unfortunately, sometimes you get divorced.
1: That, that dirty word, that dirty D word, divorce. Yeah. The dirty word, divorce. So what we want to talk about now is you know, some things to help you get through that divorce and, and what we've come up with, a few ideas for that. When it comes time for that divorce, and very few divorces end amicably, but if you can, that's the best way to go, right?
0: Well, it is, and it's probably going to be the thing that costs you the least amount of money. If you can agree on most of what you need to divide, that's where the majority of the cost of actually getting a divorce comes into play is in in legal fees so if you can be amicable best way to go to save yourself some money
1: right. so yeah the, so the first financial stress of divorce is the cost of the divorce right right because the longer i it's mean strung out the more it's going to cost you yes
0: hopefully it won't cost you as much as your wedding did based on that twenty six thousand dollars. there's by... the
1: answer whatever you decide <laughs> to spend on the wedding put that amount away for the divorce
0: <laughs> yeah so Uh, But yeah, it's absolutely a big cost um, and you can shop around for that.
1: I I think the second thing, you know, that's a challenge when it comes to divorce is dividing the assets, Mm -hmm. everything that you've created together. And now it's time to split everything up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people, when they think about that, what do they think of? They think of the one main thing is the what?
0: You know, they think of your liquid assets, your house, you know, your cars, what you have in your 401ks.
1: Bank accounts. A lot of people that I've talked to, that's where the strain point is at the end. The house and the car and the bank accounts, yeah, but the 401k. Right. Because we're, we're very uh, well,
0: we're protective of that. That's our money that we've saved over yeah. time. As I'm our, putting my yeah. fingers
1: in quotes, our my money. money, my <laughs> <Yeah>. money, my, <laughs> my money. money, it's my money. Uh, you know, because, you know, the wife was gonna take care of the kids for 10 years that wasn't her money. That was my money. And that's one of those sticklers that 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 can be a stickler in a divorce. And it's really important that you have that conversation and try to do the best you can.
0: And it's also really important if it is, you know, looking like it's going to be a messier divorce that, you know, your legal rights when it comes to that. If you're living in a at will state, it's going to be 50 50 no matter what it is. If your state laws are different, you need to look into that and you need to know what you're entitled to. Right.
1: When you're going through that divorce and you finally divorce there's some things you need to take care of Financially, right?
0: Yeah, there absolutely is. And I would say, really, you should be preparing for those as you're preparing to go through the divorce, not after. Um, And the biggest thing I would say is to get financially prepared. If you've had joint accounts your entire marriage, you need to get your own account and you need to start putting money into that. You need to establish your own emergency fund. You shouldn't count on what you guys having in savings as something that's going to be divided and going equally. You should start saving for that when you can. You need to make sure you take care of things like insurance policies and beneficiaries on your retirement accounts. I cannot tell you how many people I've heard. They've gotten married a second time. Someone passes away. The spouse is expecting to get the life insurance policy, and the husband had never changed the beneficiary. And his ex-wife from 30 years ago gets the benefit of the insurance policy. The law always
1: goes to the beneficiary.
0: Absolutely. So I know it's a lot to take care of but there's checklists out there if you're going to if you're going through a divorce there's checklists you can find online that says okay these are all the financial things I should take care of before I go through my divorce and it's very helpful because as you know, divorce is just overwhelming.
1: Right. I think another part of that is, you know, when it comes to, to debt, where you have your names on in the same yep. on credit card. You got to
0: figure all that out. You're on the deed to the house and they're on a deed. You know, you got to get all that stuff divided and credit card debt divided. And it's not fun, but it's something you got to go through. I've heard
1: horror stories where one spouse has... Says, tells the other spouse, oh, I'm going to take care of that and pay that. Yeah. While well, their name's still on the account and they just don't take care of it and they ruin their credit score.
0: Yeah. The last thing you want to do is put yourself at risk because you are unfortunately trusting somebody you've trusted a really long time. Things happen. Um, you need to make sure that those things are taken care of without just trusting that someone else is paying that. You don't want to ruin your credit.
1: Another one that comes up, the third one that comes up with divorce, a big uh, cost is we're talking about the children. So tell me about some of those children's expenses. Number one is the obvious one is?
0: A child support is obviously the biggest, but there are lots of things that come up with regarding your children. And any, any legal professional is going to give you advice on this, but lots of things that you need to talk through when it comes to how you're going to take care of your children jointly and things like who's paying for the doctor's appointments or who's carrying the insurance or how are we going to pay for extracurricular activities if they want to play travel sports? When they get old enough, how are we going to take care of if they need a car and their car insurance and the cell phone? So lots and lots of things to think through. And that's just the until they get old enough. And then you have the whole conversation of how are we paying for college?
1: College, right. On the children, there's other things that I've seen as well. It's not just those things, but it's how am I going to spend on the children when I have to spend it as opposed to my ex-wife? How would she spend on the children? We see a lot of problems there where when they go to one spouse's house, They're spoiled rotten Mm -hmm. and everything's bought for them. Money's not an object where when they go to the other parent's house where money is an object and it's an issue, they don't get the same, same attention treatment. And that really creates an issue, not just for the ex-spouses, but also for the children.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that was something having been through a divorce myself that I didn't encounter until the first holiday. And that's okay. You know, it's not like that's something you need to talk about when you're going through the divorce, Because there's so many other things to take into consideration. But we we had that conversation at the first holiday and we set expectations for, you know, we're going to spend X and you're going to spend X. And we even still do joint presents for the kids. So, you know, you got to You got to do what works for you when it comes to those things. But you absolutely need to know what the other person's expectation is, because then you're setting some sort of expectation for your children.
1: One way to protect yourself, Dusty, is how?
0: Uh, you know, that, that dirty word prenup.
1: Ooh, go. I ain't saying she's a gold digger, but you know, Hey, get that paper signed. Right.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, you always talk about that as like this dirty little thing, right? A prenup is so you don't trust me. I don't trust you. We're not, we don't think we're going to stay married, but there is absolutely nothing wrong. In my opinion, if you have money and you have assets you want to protect, or you have a business getting that prenup and having that conversation in a way that's respectful and making sure that you're taking care of yourself and the other person.
1: Definitely. I, I agree there. So, and last but not least, let's talk about the uh, the post-divorce budget because it's probably going to be a little change of, uh, of life when it comes to that, would you say?
0: I mean, for me, absolutely. It was a change, but it was also freedom. It was also the opportunity to finally do what I wanted with my money It did take some time. First of all, give yourself time because it's not going to happen overnight, but you do need to look and see, can you maintain your lifestyle the way that you have it? Do you need to make adjustments? Do you need to move? Those things are all okay to tackle them one at a time, but... If you don't tackle them and you don't go to the budget process, guess what happens? What? I mean, you're you're going to overspend, and you're going to find yourself in debt. You're going to find yourself changing your, you know, reducing your credit.
1: You're going to be calling me and asking me to come help you. Exactly.
0: And that, hey, and if that's where you are, that's okay too. That, that's Get an the okay help. thing. Get Ask for the help. The help. You need. Get
1: the counseling. It's out there. It's free. Give me a call. I'll t- help you out. Okay. So, what are we going to challenge our listeners to?
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh, We're challenging you. We're going to go back to our sappy love theme here. But, you know, we really want you to fall in love with a healthy, rewarding, balanced, stable financial life, whether you're by yourself or you are in a relationship. You can have it all. You just got to make it a priority with that word we've been talking about. That dirty
1: word, self-discipline. And remember, no matter what your financial status is or where it's headed, it's okay to ask for help. Here at Financial Center, we're here to help you. Just uh, get yeah. online, go to fcfcu.com, financial education, or reach out directly to me, and we'll do what we can to help you with your financial lives. That's our goal, is to make you laugh a little bit, but also help you with your financial life. I just want to thank Dusty again for uh, being a part of this today. And we've got our we've got our commander over there, CC, Courtney Cooper, running the, running the sound system. You guys got to see her. She's just, ooh, she's strict. So with that, happy Valentine's Day. Wait. Oh,
0: wait. I had a special request from some of our employees who are listeners. A big shout out on Valentine's Day to all you Financial Center employees who've been listening. We love you. Carpe Dime is presented by Financial Center First Credit Union and produced by Jamie Davidson, Dusty Simmons, and Courtney Cooper. Financial Center, we're a credit union. And in fact, we're a six-time national award winner in the category of adult financial literacy. So we know what we're talking about. And it's our goal to help you improve your financial life. To learn more about us, visit FCFCU.com. And if you like what you hear today, subscribe from wherever you are. Thanks for listening.